What do the owners of extraordinary businesses know that the rest of us don't? I want to talk to you today out of the book I just picked up called The E-Myth Revisited that has been around for years that I'm sure I've heard about forever and I'm just now picking up and invite you to a webinar that I'm doing called This Is Me Now, crystaljoycrawford.com slash this is me now. For those of you that are like ready to just done with what you've been so far and ready for what's next. And I want to speak to you about being the owner of an extraordinary business. I think you're going to love this. And this is out of the E-Myth Revisited. Contrary to popular belief, my experience has shown me that the people who are exceptionally good in business aren't so because of what they know, but because of their insatiable need to know more. The people who are exceptionally good in business aren't so because of what they know, but because of their insatiable need to know more. There have been so many years that I have... Um, well, I am an addict of knowledge. I am constantly in about four different programs. I am constantly reading books. I am just like, I'm an addict. I have to know more all the time. Basically, if, they're, if I'm not improving, if I'm not getting smarter, if I'm not getting more knowledgeable and more skilled, I am completely miserable. So I just don't do that. I like am constantly inputting. I'm also kind of constantly outputting. So there's some flow. But this insatiable, people that are exceptionally good in business aren't so because of their skills or what they know, but because of their insatiable need to know more. The problem with most failing businesses I've encountered is not that their owners don't know enough about finance, marketing, management, and operations. They don't, but those things are easy enough to learn. But that they spend their time and energy defending what they think they know. Earlier this year, or sometime in the middle of 2023, I recognized that the business wasn't doing the same things that it used to do. And because I had so much going on in my personal life, I I had the point of view that if I could just find my feet again or be who I was, that the business, that it was me, right? I, it was my fault. I was the source. And no doubt that your level of enthusiasm and all of that is definitely a, has an effect. The energy that you're being has an effect. But as time went on and I kept working at that, you know, I kept trying to do things differently. Gary talks about this a lot in Access Consciousness, how when you're trying to, where you're trying to do it differently, like fix something rather than just do something different. So I was trying to do things differently. Like I was really working on the energy and choosing something else and, and moving countries so that I could find different circumstances that I could be happier. Like I was really working on it. Somewhere in the middle of all that work, I realized that things had just changed and, and I could keep trying to do things differently or I could just choose something different. Now, as you guys know, because I've talked about it a lot, I've been choosing a lot of different things. I'm like, okay, how different are we talking here? You know, like, am I recertifying? Am I not recertifying? Am I going to go buy a laundromat instead of facilitate consciousness? Like, I really started playing with the the spectrum as I knew it of different because I'm like, I got to do something different. This is not working. And you got to understand that working is 
different for everybody. For me, what I meant by working is like, this is, there's no, there's no flow, right? There's not, the joy's gone for me. I'm like really struggling. I'm having a hard time. People aren't, things aren't being found in the same way. Uh, nothing's working in the same way. So the problem with failing business is, is that they spend their time and energy defending what they think they know. And for a while I was defending like what I knew until I realized that it wasn't doing the thing. So the greatest business people I've met are determined to get it right no matter what the cost. This is where I'm at. This is why I'm inviting you to this webinar. This is where I'm at. I'm, I'm determined to get it right no matter what the cost. Now, I need to clarify what I mean by right. I don't mean right from like right and wrong. I mean determined to create something that functions in the way that I know is possible no matter what it takes. When you start to commit to doing something no matter what it takes, it's it's it takes what it takes and you get introduced to what it takes step by step. You don't know that at the beginning. So and so he goes, the greatest business people I've met are determined to get it right no matter the cost. And by getting it right, I'm not just talking about the business. This is what's key. I mean that there is something uplifting, some vision, some higher end insight that getting it right would serve. And I get that that's a lot of what I am getting clear on. An ethical certainty, a moral principle, a universal truth. By the way, the new podcast just changed today to what it's really called, and it's Consciousness for Creators. And when I when that name landed in my world, and this is how things work, right? You're you're like pulling it all apart because you know there's a there's a something else that it will fall back together and work in a greater way. And as you're doing that, and you're getting clear, and you're workshopping everything things just start to plop. So today the podcast plopped. I'm like, oh, consciousness for creators. Oh yeah, consciousness, yes. An ethical, uh, which is a universal truth. And the reason I brought up the po the podcast at that moment was like, it isn't, I keep trying to specialize in business and y'all know I love business. I will have business stuff like I always have had, but I can't not speak to all of the other spectrum of things. So Okay, and I keep, I'm I'm ADDing this. Forgive me. Which is not to say, he says, that those I'm inclined to think of as extraordinary would necessarily communicate it that way. So he's saying, you know, the greatest business people that he's met are determined to get it right, and he's not just talking about the business. He means there's something, there's a vision, there's a something they serve, and he goes, it's not to say that those who I'm inclined to think of as extraordinary would necessarily communicate it that way. Make, they can't. Even if they had the inclination, they don't have the words for it, but they're guided by something here. It's still there. You can see it in their eyes. You can feel it radiating from their bodies. You can hear it in the timbre of their voices. On the other hand, notwithstanding the search for something higher, the best of the best I have known are extraordinarily grounded people. They are compulsive about detail, pragmatic, down to earth, in touch with the seeming, the seamy reality of ordinary life. They know that a business doesn't miss the mark by failing to achieve greatness in some lofty principled way, but in the stuff that goes on in every nook and cranny of the business, on the telephone, between the customer and the salesperson, on the shipping dock, at the cash register. And so the great ones I have known 
seem to possess an intuitive understanding that the only way to reach something higher is to focus their attention on the multitude of seemingly insignificant, unimportant, and boring things that make up every business and that make up every life for that matter. And this is so speaks to like what's happening right now in my world. One, I'm like articulating the vision, but also going, we need systems in place to start supporting all these things that we keep trying to hustle into place so that the systems are working and we can manage the systems and, and create new systems so that we're not constantly like recreating the wheel. And people get change and you guys get to participate and it's all amazing. So he goes, the great ones I've known have seemed to possess an intuitive understanding that the only way to reach something higher is to focus their attention on the multitude of seemingly insignificant stuff that makes up the business and life. Those mundane and tedious little things that when done exactly right with the right kind of attention and intention form in their aggregate a distinctive essence, an effinescent quality that distinguishes every great business you've ever done business with from its more mediocre counterparts whose owners are satisfied to simply get through the day. Yet the simple truth about the greatest business people I have known is that they have a genuine fascination for the truly astonishing impact little things done exactly right can have on the world. And it is to that fascination that this book is dedicated. I'm so excited to get into this book more. Maybe I'll do a book club. This book is a guy, but, but let me say something about this piece for the truly astonishing impact little things done exactly right can have on the world. The webinar that I'm inviting you to on Thursday and really just everything that I invite you to into from here on is, is born from my awareness that when you put the work in to clarifying, articulating, messaging things in a way that's congruent and matches the energy, you reap exponential rewards. Not just that, there's other things. But in working, so this, this video is a part of a, a mini series around pivoting, but also part of the bigger video series around the 30-day coach setup. And one of the things that, I, that has been a part of that setup is, and will be a part of future programs, is spending a week on who are we talking to? What are we talking about? What's our point? What are what's what one thing are we inviting to to get to the next thing to get to the next thing? Like really getting clear on the message, on the point. What's our target? What are we creating? How do we say that with words? What are some ways where does people's attention go at the beginning of a process? Where, what do they need to see in order to grasp? What makes this sticky? How do we build out visibility? So it's not that there's a map to becoming a coach. It's just that there are some things that you can do better. And if you do them better, they create more. And that's all. If you're a beginner, like I've just thought of horses for some reason. So if you're a beginner on horses, I'm a, I'm a medium, I'm an intermediate on horses. I can hang on if they get break into a gallop, but I wouldn't say I'm a great rider. But if you're a beginner on horses, you're going to have a harder time because you're not, you don't know the things and communicating with your body and what to do with your body until you learn and then you get better. And so you become a better horse rider. The same is true of being in business. 
The same is true of anything that you do. You start out, you know, I've got one lady in the uh, coach setup right now who's been around for a long time, but has never challenged herself in the copywriting department, which is really what we're talking about when we say messaging. When you say messaging, what's involved is brrr, copywriting, writing. She's never really challenged herself there. So she did one of the exercises without going through the previous seven days because the previous seven days were kind of confronting and kind of hard and kind of labor intensive and she didn't just do it. So when I got her page, it was vague and it wasn't very inviting and it was not something I would choose. So I, I gave her some feedback, which she asked for, and sent her back to the drawing board. And I was like, go back through these exercises and do the work. And here's why. So she did. And she came back and I, her page was a thousand times better. It was all of a sudden something that I would want to sign up for. So the little things done right make a huge difference. And when you're unclear and you're vague and you're out there and creating, you could be unclear and vague and not creating at all. You could also come to this webinar. But this webinar is really built for those of you that are going through a big change and have either become unclear and vague or have been unclear and vague this whole time and are really ready to get clear like on what it is you're doing, who you're speaking to, what it is you're about, and a couple other things that I have out, are out of my mind in there in the workbook that we're going to go through. English is very hard right now. So the little things done right makes a huge difference. It's the difference between going to Taco Bell and going to fine dining. And I've worked in both places and I can tell you fine dining is a whole other thing. The amount of energy and time and attention that's put into the food in a fine dining place is staggering. Taco Bell puts all of its energy into the fine. Okay. Here's another example, actually, now that I'm talking out loud. Taco Bell's top priority is the delivery of good tasting food fast. Fine dining's type top priority is the delivery of an experience around great tasting food. So they have two different workflows, but you know how you know that, or you know why you can even talk about that with such clarity is because they've done all the back work so well that the front end delivery of their product is exactly what they want it to be. They chose the experience they want the person to have and they did all the background work of like, what would we have to put together and what would our system have to be and what would our workflow have to be to deliver this product? And then once they had all that backstory done and, and they, they have the building built in the right way to support the production of the product that's gonna deliver the user experience, that's when they do all the marketing to pull people into the user experience. So what I see a lot of us doing as coaches, facilitators, and people is we don't do all that background work. And we credit to us because we're fucking ballsy. We pop ourselves out in the world without doing all the background work, without really knowing what we're doing. And I also think you should do that because that's awesome and get stuff done. But we pop ourselves out into the world and then it, and then a lot of us don't experience the success we'd like to experience. And then we get confused about why, because we really haven't done all this background work that would invite in a greater way. So I love the rest of this intro. I want to read it to you. It's semi-related to the webinar, but I think you should have this. This book, which is the E-Myth Revisited, is a guide for those who see the development 
of an extraordinary business as a never-ending inquiry, an ongoing investigation, an active engagement with a world of forces within us and without that continually amaze and confound the true seekers among us with awesome variety, unending surprises, and untold complexity. While it may seem obvious, this fascination with the development of an extraordinary business, which is basically what we are doing, we are developing an extraordinary business and an extraordinary life, um, is not the same as a fascination with success. Certainly not the success we normally think of. Some end point which having reached it enables one to say, I did it. Because my experience has taught me only too well that end points in the development of an extraordinary business are instantly replaced by beginning points. <laughs> Amen. So this book is not about endings, nor is the program, but about beginnings, about the never-ending game, about the delightful and exhilarating process, the continuous evol evolution of our senses, of our consciousness, of our humanness, which only comes from being present in the moment and from being attentive to what's going on. I believe that our business can provide us with a mirror to see ourselves as we are, to see what we truly know and what we don't know, to see ourselves honestly, directly, and immediately. I believe that our business can become an exciting metaphor for the way. A wise person once said, know thyself. To that honorable dictum, I can only add for the business person on the path of discovery, good traveling and good luck. I might also add a few instructive words from another wise man, Anthony Greenbank, Greenbank who said in the book of survival, to live through an impossible situation, you don't need the reflexes of a Grand Prix driver, the muscles of a Hercules, and the mind of an Einstein. You simply need to know what to do. Good reading. So I'd like to invite you once more to this webinar. This is me now. We will be getting clear. We will be going through exercises to pull forth your unique abilities, to distill into words and articulation, what it is, who you're talking to, where you're going. We won't get it all done in an hour, but we will begin and then you'll be invited into a program. For this conversation, I would like to ask you if you are in pursuit of creating something extraordinary. If you are, what are you aware of is required to add to what you know can be extraordinary? Are you determined to get it right no matter what it costs? And if you are, what's next? Share this with a friend who needs to be inspired today in their business. Would you please like and subscribe and comment and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts? I would be so grateful. And I will see you guys on the webinar and in the next conversation.